Welcome to the Protos Podcast. Today's date is Friday the 29th of October and you're listening to a weekly roundup of the most important stories from the past week as reported by us. This week's shares in Robinhood took a drastic dip after the release of its third quarter report. China's Tencent and Alibaba attempted to erase the past and purge all mention of NFTs from their operations and major US enforcement agencies have announced that they're set to make combating illicit crypto their top priority. On Wednesday, Robinhood's share price tumbled by 10% after its third quarter report revealed that revenue had fallen to $365 million. That's a 35% drop. Shares in the popular trading app closed on Tuesday at $39 before plummeting to $35.04 on Wednesday. They closed at 35.44, leaving the shares 10% lower than their July listing price of $38. In the report, Robinhood said that crypto activity declined from record highs in the prior quarter, leading to considerably fewer new funded accounts. So it appears that traditional trading is the better option for the Menlo Park-based exchange's users, despite its customer base having nearly doubled since the end of last year. The report also showed that net funded accounts increased 97% to 22.4 million. Monthly active users increased 76% to 18.9 million. And assets under custody increased 115% to $95 billion. However, the amount it's earning from fees is down 36% to $65 per customer compared with $102 this time last year. Robinhood stock fell almost another 3% during Thursday morning trade to below $34.50. But why the drop in shares? Well, newly hired CFO Jason Warnick told CNBC that it's down to Dogecoin's popularity in quarter two, bringing a wave of new customers to the platform. Warnick said that the second quarter was, quote, one of those idiosyncratic market events where there's this massive interest specifically in Doge. And while Dogecoin is up almost 20% in the past week, its knockoff Shiba Inu is eclipsing those returns. The puppy-based knockoff is getting higher, over 170% over the last week, and a pearl-clutching, wait for it, 96,810,000%. You heard that right, in the past year. There's actually a petition to list the meme coin on Robinhood, which has garnered over 340,000 signatures. But Chief Vlad Tenev told investors on Tuesday that he would be taking a cautious approach to adding new tokens to their crypto offering, likely fearing another hefty slap on the wrist from regulators. Tenev explained, quote, we're having to carefully evaluate whether we can add new coins in a way that's safe for customers and in line with regulatory requirements, end quote. In July, the trading platform said it expected to pay $30 million in fines to the New York State Department of Financial Services. An investigation from the New York Department found that they failed to employ proper cybersecurity and anti-money laundering measures on its platform. Next up, Chinese tech giants Alibaba and Tencent recently launched support for non-fungible tokens, or NFTs. They created NFT marketplaces, listed NFTs for sale, and made some decent profits in the process. But now, they seem to be rewriting history. A search for NFT on Alibaba's digital flea market, which once previously returned dozens of live listings, now boasts precisely zero. 
Alibaba-owned South China Morning Post reported this week that Alibaba and Tencent have renamed all NFTs to digital collectibles and are phasing out former NFT initiatives. The reason for this is pretty clear. In Beijing, high-ranking officials are saying that NFTs are a potentially huge bubble, according to China Investment Corp's Winston Ma. Tencent's NFT marketplace, Huanhe, immediately changed NFTs for digital collectibles after a recent article published by the Securities Times said it is common sense that there is a huge bubble in NFT transactions. The Securities Times themselves are supervised by the Chinese Communist Party. Tencent has also scrubbed the word NFT from its platform, opting for the more benign digital collectible. When Xi Jinping was praising blockchain back in 2018, crypto development at Alibaba was advancing rapidly. The company filed for 880 patents in 2019 and 586 blockchain-related patents in 2020, making it a leader in blockchain-related payments. Tencent also owns over 700 patents mentioning blockchain. Alibaba's Jack Ma quickly kowtowed with cautious crypto forecasts like, quote, even if it works, the whole international rules on trade and financing are going to be completely changed, end quote. And this year, Xi Jinping banned most crypto activities. Immediately, Alibaba and Tencent slammed their brakes on blockchain. The future now for cryptocurrency lies with Xi preparing for the monopolistic launch of his central bank digital currency during the February 2020 Olympics a currency that Tencent has been working to help develop for the government. And because both Alibaba and Tencent are based in China, they are highly sensitive to Chinese government policy, including changes towards cryptocurrency, blockchain and NFTs. Their combined market cap exceeds $1 trillion. Compliance with Beijing is mandatory. Chinese officials once famously disappeared Alibaba co-founder Jack Ma after he criticised Chinese policy and called for reforms of China's financial system. Ma stepped down from Alibaba and has kept quiet since. Alibaba is a Chinese e-commerce giant that operates the money transfer platform Alipay. The company also oversees Ant Group and its blockchain technology platform AntChain. Tencent, on the other hand, is an IT company with holdings in fintech, entertainment, cloud computing and advertising. It claims to be the first Chinese company to issue an invoice on the blockchain. The Wall Street Journal reported that Xi Jinping personally cancelled Ant Group's $37 billion IPO, which would have been the world's largest IPO ever. An Ant Chain executive says they now firmly oppose any form of illicit activity conducted in the name of digital collectibles, including any form of price speculation on digital collectibles. Quite the statement, given that price speculation has been the primary use of NFTs all year, just like when Alibaba was profiting from its own NFT marketplaces. Alibaba still has quite a few blockchain operations that will need to be discontinued if she presses any harder. Alibaba Cloud has not yet scrubbed its web pages of blockchain as a service, which includes Hyperledger Fabric and blockchain technologies and Quorum. Alibaba even integrated blockchain into its import service Koala in March last year, which still seemingly passes Beijing's scrutiny. So far in 2021, Tencent and Alibaba are in the red, practically the opposite of Bitcoin.
And finally, investigations into fraudulent initial coin offerings, unregistered exchanges and dodgy lending programs in the crypto industry are among some of the top priorities for US law enforcement. As reported by Law360, the announcement came from attorneys of the Department of Justice, Securities and Exchange Commission and Commodity Futures Trading Commission. The panel of legal professionals laid out where each agency will focus their resources during this week's American Bar Association's annual institute in Miami. The focus of the event was to discuss tackling white-collar crime. The SEC Enforcement Director, Gabir Growal, reckoned his organisation will be going after industry gatekeepers, including attorneys and audit firms. The market's watchdog will also look to ensure bad actors in the crypto sector are abiding by the rules. The Commodities Futures Trading Commission, or CFTC, wants to assist the SEC's crypto crusade. This includes the acting director of enforcement, Vincent McGonagall, noting that his agency will concentrate on digital assets and blockchain-powered finance. McGonagall said in the digital asset space, we've brought several actions against entities where they're offering digital assets, Bitcoin or others, on a margin or finance basis, end quote. McGonagall also suggested that the CFTC will be paying attention to cases where crypto has become intertwined with other products. He told the Miami panel, quote, Forex, for example, combined with a digital asset is an area of interest for the CFTC, end quote. The DOJ also highlighted its plans during the event. While it stopped short of explicitly targeting the crypto industry, it's easy to see where some overlap may occur. Principal Deputy Assistant Attorney General Nicholas McQuaid told the panel the DOJ's top priority will be the prosecution of individuals. Standard stuff. And Brian M. Boynton, Acting Assistant Attorney General of the DOJ's Civil Division, said the agency would clamp down on cyber fraud. Boynton warned, saying, quote... We will be targeting companies who knowingly provide deficient cyber products and services, who make misrepresentations about their services and who engage in failures to report breaches and things like that. Earlier this week, acting CFTC chairperson Rostin Benham posited the agency needs to be like a beat cop across the crypto industry. Benham told the Senate committee hearing that despite the CFTC, quote, aggressively pursuing a number of crypto cases against the likes of BitMEX, Tether and Bitfinex, this was just the start. He also asked that the committee increase the CFTC's authority to help it tackle the risks posed by the snowballing crypto market. And that's your lot. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode, but we realise there's only so much we can cover in just one episode. So if you want more of the stories that matter, then check out protos.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the Protos podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or any other major podcast provider for more weekly roundups. We'll be back next week. See you then.